Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Looks like we made it. Look how far we come together. There we go. Yeah. It is Friday. We are hours from kickoff in Tiger Stadium, Mississippi State, and LSU. Thank you for tuning in to Thunder and Lightning at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Thank all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Let's thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Can't wait can't wait to get to, uh, you know, you're thinking, okay, I need something to get me through the, the edge. Take it off of me. You might want to head over to Strange Brew and get yourself a drink from them. Or, you know, you're thinking, hey, I made it. I want to get, I want to treat myself. Well, Churn and Spoon ice cream is the best treats in town. So swing by there today over on Highway 12 or on University Drive at the uh, second Strange Brew location. Or in Tupelo, you can always go to Brupolo and get yourself taken care of. College Corner, if you're going to Baton Rouge this weekend... I have dispatched my spies, and if they see anyone, and I do mean anyone, wearing a maroon is all that matters shirt, I'm gonna know about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am, I am, I, I got eyes everywhere, guys. So what I'm saying to you is this: you still have time. Stop right now. Buy a gift card at CollegeCornerStore.com, and then on your way down I-55 South to Baton Rouge, pull in in Ridgeland or in Flowood. Stop in Jackson just for a minute. And grab yourself some brand new MSU merchandise. You're doing it at a discount. You're getting a great selection. You're getting great prices. You can't lose at College Corner. Advantage Business Systems wants you to know right now, your business is the most important thing to them. They know that right now, you can't afford to be losing money on inefficient business practices, on inefficient software, hardware. Everything needs to be running at top speed. They've got the solutions for you. Give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how they can put 45 years of experience in this state to work for you. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel T. Yeah. Yeah. Can you breathe yet? I feel like I can take a breath now. (sighs) We're here. Yeah. Yeah. I swear on the souls of my children... This game gets canceled for any reason. I'm going to be really mad, really angry, but that's not going to happen. I feel confident in everybody's protocols, and we're going to enjoy a full day of SEC football tomorrow, starting at 11 a.m. Florida, Ole Miss, Kentucky, Auburn, two good games to start the day, and then at 2:30, the one we're all waiting for here, Mississippi State at LSU, the beginning of the Mike Leach era at Mississippi State, the beginning of a different day. For Mississippi State football, a, a a complete change of everything you've ever known about Mississippi State offensively happens on Saturday. Joel, let's start on offense. We've talked to KJ Costello. We what have. a what a sharp kid, man! He's 
I tweeted it last night, but he's quickly becoming up there, um, like probably already the top five best interviews that we've had in my time on the beat. The, the last three quarterbacks, you know, and I, obviously I wasn't around for Dak. I mean, I was around, but I never, I don't think I did much interviewing of him, um, which is probably to my detriment now because he wouldn't know me from Adam. Our our our, uh, our Tuesday night session with KJ Costello mm-hmm. was better than any interview session. Any on record interview session that I ever had with Dak, okay. like just as far as insightfulness and, yeah. and giving you, I think Fitzgerald the way was, the mind, was, his was, mind, his thought and, was very good towards the end. You know, his his last year, he was very good to talk to. I thought that uh, that Tommy Stevens last year was very good to talk to, very sharp kid. I thought Garrett Schrader was an entertaining interview for sure, but also very sharp. But KJ Costello, man, he, he really is, and I, I guess you should expect that. The guy's a Stanford graduate, all right? <laughs> you know, if I was hiring somebody and they say I graduated from Stanford, I, I got a certain level of expectation of that. KJ Costello meets that, yeah. but also, you know, as a football guy, he knows what he's talking about, or at least he, he per- gives you the perception that he does. And well, perception is reality. So, <laughs> I, I, he made the comment on, I guess it's Tuesday night now about how he felt like things had really started to click for him in these last couple of practices. So I have high expectations of the guy. He's been a good player before. He's in a quarterback-friendly system. It feels like he's got some good receivers around him. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put expectations on, on K.J. Costello to throw for 300-plus yards in this game and a couple of touchdowns and, and give Mississippi State a shot at winning it. Am I, is, is that unfair? No, it's completely fair because if he doesn't do that, State probably doesn't have a shot to win. No, you're right about that. I mean, you know, if, if we're sitting here after the game, which I guess we wouldn't be sitting here after the game. Uh, we, we will, I mean, I we might. On, we might just come right over. just come straight up. Victory uh, Saturday. Uh, but, you know, if his line is something like passed for 209 and a touchdown, I mean, State lost the game. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> I don't think for all of Kylan Hill's rushing talents, I don't think he's rushing for four touchdowns or anything. You right. know what I'm saying? So, if you show me K.J. Costello's final line, I will tell you if Mississippi State had a chance to win the game or not. Okay. So, then so let, me, I, let me put one out here for you then. Okay. 31 of 55, 331 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I don't know why, but in my mind, I feel like he's got to pass for three. <laughs> like, three touchdowns? It feels like he's going to have to hit three. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, a, that's fair. Uh, because I could see State rushing for a touchdown or two. So I feel like if he passes for three, that gets you around the 30-point mark. Well, you have to be. Where you have to be. I agree with that. Um, and then you know, there's Kylan Hill, who... You know, Kylan Hill should be the guy I feel like we know the most about, but I don't know a whole lot about him. We haven't talked to him this entire offseason. I haven't talked to Kylan Hill since I saw him at the Connerly Trophy presentation. <laughs> I, I spoke to him... Uh, you saw him when, at, the, at the Key to the City. Yeah, thing. when he was presented with so the, key to, the Key to Columbus. So he talked about it a good bit. But And he lo- at the time, he was loving uh, what he had seen so far, the air raid, which at that point, I don't know how much he'd really, really seen. Um, and then since, I mean, he got a... Uh, was it a Jamal, Jamal Charles comparison last night yeah. that Javante Payton gave him? Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, he keeps getting high, high praise. Um, but I, I go back to what I say frequently on the show. It's not like somebody's going to stand up there and say, oh, Kylan's not getting it. You yeah. know? <laughs> if he wasn't getting it, we wouldn't know. So. Right. But at the same time, 
they would th- 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 there are context clues that you can tell, oh well you know he's out there working hard and blah 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 and it, they wouldn't be, be throwing out comparisons and things of that nature so. yeah but at the same time I, I don't I Kylan Hill's stat line is the one I don't know what it's going to look like you know will he have twenty carries could they, could they find a way to do that I don't think so but you never know is he going to have more than five catches I mean I think if he has seven or eight catches. He has a, he's a threat to have 100 yards receiving. That would be great for Mississippi State. What's he need to average? Like 70 70? Is that what he needs to average every game? Maybe 700 <sighs> yeah, rushing, 700, 700 receiving by years in? 70, between 70 and 80 is a, it's a, it's a high expectation, I think, because you're talking about 10 games, right? Yeah. And, and that would be what Borgie had last year for Washington State in 13 games. But I think he's a better player. 70 might be right where you're at. Yeah, because so, I mean that's if he gets twelve carries a game, seventy yards. You're talking he's he's what? Do I do the math about here, Brian? Six, six and some change. Yeah, yeah. It, well, no, he'd be a little bit under. He'd be five and five and eight, five point eight, five point nine. That, that's good. And then for for a catch, if he has five catches for seventy yards, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, that's fine. That that, that would be a a very good stat line for him. So yeah, I, I can see that. And then you know whatever you get from marks back there. I mean, in terms of yardage per game, I think if you get 50 yards out of Marks total, you probably did pretty good. And you know, if you get anything more than that, it's going to be, you know, really good for him. Yeah. Um, and then there's the receivers. You know, it feels like it feels like Peyton and Williams are the sure things in terms of who's going to start. I guess I should say, Malik Heath. I, I need to know what the, if there's going to be disciplinary action from his his arrest earlier this uh, summer. If there's not, he's he's definitely penciled in the starting lineup. And then we're going to have to sort of see between Tyrell Shavers and Osiris Mitchell. Right now, I think Shavers is, is the guy that, that snap one's going to be his. Then you have to figure it out. But this is definitely a rotation. And it's a real rotation. It's not going to be, you know, uh, we're going to... Sp- a lot of coaches give lip service to we're going to play the best guys. Mike Leach does not give lip service yeah. to that. He plays the best yeah, guys. Yeah, re- it is a real rotation. And I, I think we may have said this a week or two ago, and I know it gives a nervous tick to Mississippi State fans, but... The 1A, 1B defense or whatever is kind of going to be like a 1A, 1B receiving group, I think. You know, that's kind of how it's going to be orchestrated, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't think that there's, you know, is is Shavers that far ahead of of Mitchell or whatever. Like, I I don't, I I could see that, you know, a lot of guys getting equal playing time, even if they aren't starters. Yeah. Defensively is where. Oh, it's where every question That's where the real questions are. I don't have a lot of questions about the offensive line. We've talked yesterday about LSU and their passing offense and, and how they're we're, how Mississippi State's going to have to deal with this freak Eric Gilbert. But Terrace Marshall is still there. They've got a, a stable of four star running backs who are all chomping at the bit to to prove they can be the next Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Hilaire. They've got other receivers. Racy McMath is the first one that comes to mind. I think he'll have a, a big season. And then you've got Miles Brennan, who, you know, like we said yesterday. Nobody is expecting him to come out and be what Joe Burrow was a year ago, but they do expect him to be good. It's weird that you're the defending national champions and you can sort of play without pressure, but I feel like that's where LSU is right now. Yeah. Um, I I think we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show, but yeah, I mean, (sighs) coming off of a national title, everybody in in Louisiana has got to be pretty dang happy with what happened a year ago, and if anything else happens this year, that's just you know icing on the cake kind of deal. Yeah. And I think, like you said yesterday, I mean, you can't go out and pull a three and seven, four and six, or something like that. But I mean, everybody's feeling good. And, and oh, by the way, there's still a ton of talent there. Yeah. Maybe unproven talent, 
Um, but they've still got a good team. Uh, so so yeah, I think I think they're in a in a good spot and a little bit of a nothing to lose standpoint. You know, now if they got the national title ring sitting yeah. in the sitting in the jewelry yeah. case or whatever. I agree. And so when we look at this MSU defense, I think that the the strength of it is right in the middle. And and you know the 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 starting defensive line plus Pickering behind Crumity and then Errol Thompson right there. That's where State's strongest. So I have to have some hope that MSU can maybe hold LSU's running game down just a little bit. The problem is going to be depth later in the game. But early in the game, you might be able to force LSU to be one-dimensional. That one-dimension last year, you did not want to force LSU to be passing one-dimensional. They would they would just destroy you like that. This year, if you can put them in that situation, and then you can somehow you know get some pressure on Miles Brennan early, throw him some different looks, which shouldn't be a problem. There definitely should be different looks for him than he's seen ever before in the SEC. I know you watch film, but... You know, it's different when you when you take the snap and you realize I've got three seconds to process this or I'm going to get hit. Yeah, that's that's the 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 winning game plan for MSU. It's early in the game, force LSU into a passing situation and force the Miles Brennan to make those decisions before the blitz gets to him. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but man, if I if I'm LSU and I'm trying to beat Mississippi State, I might try and punch them in the mouth early, and I think maybe the best way to do that, that is to take the top off the defense, because I don't know that... I mean, maybe Ferge and company can hold their own, but I'm probably going to give it a shot and see, and I'm going to make Ferge and London Craft and all these names that we've talked about and put a big question mark over, can they do it or not? I'm going to see early if they can do it or not, and if they prove to me they can, okay, well then maybe I start trying trying to get something going on the ground and and, and that, that sort of deal but man if i was lsu I'm, I'm absolutely trying to take advantage of all those questions in the secondary i'm i'm going deep and i'm going deep early and often until they prove to me that i'm not going to be able to go deep yeah I, I i don't i don't hate that strategy at all you know um the only the only thing i would i would not say, i would say to that is if it goes wrong, you could break that kid's confidence early. I mean, if he comes out there in the first quarter and is throwing the ball around and State's having success against him, yeah. they're hitting him, they maybe get a turnover, it may be tough to turn the turn him back around at that point. So the, the, it's not. I'm not saying it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. I think the risk isn't that high, but there is some risk. Yeah, there yeah. is. There is some risk that Martin Emerson and Marcus Murphy and those guys could put together a game plan that uh, – put together a game, I should say – that makes you regret that decision. We'll have to see what happens. Um, the secondary, obviously, is is, is the, where all the questions are. I, like I said, I like I like him up front, and then with Gilbert, you know, I, I gotta wonder what's going to happen with him in terms of you. Know, do you have linebacker? I don't think matching him up with a DB is a good idea. He's just too big and strong. But can your linebackers are they good enough athletes to get out there? I know that with Wheat, there were a lot of Willie Gay comparisons during his recruitment. Now I don't know that those you know are going to hold true. Willie Gay spectacular athlete. And if he were here, he would draw that assignment of say, you've got to neutralize this kid. And he could do it, I think. I don't know if Wheat can or not. Do, do, do you feel confident in... You know, I feel confident in the line. I don't have a lot of confidence in the secondary. So can I can I get confidence in the linebacking core? Or is it just, man, they got Errol and they have to figure it out? I think I said this when we previewed the linebackers. Maybe it's recruiting profile... We don't have a ton to go on with the Mississippi State linebackers. 
But I feel a lot more confident about them than I do the secondary. And, and I, I really don't... Maybe that's just bad analysis on my part. But yeah. I, I just feel like Wheat and Jordan Davis and and Brule and I just feel like those guys are going to be solid. I don't know that they're going to be spectacular, but I, I kind of feel like they'll hold their own. Uh, I don't know. After we watch one game, maybe I'm... Maybe I'm in a different spot. And right. I, I'm here to tell you, if State's linebackers become, ugh, combined with the fact that that secondary, look, the secondary may end up being good, but I don't think there's any doubt they're going to take some lumps at some point. Like, I, it would floor me if they're just dominant or something from day one. So uh, if you told me the linebackers were going to be, ugh, well, then I tell you that Mississippi State's going to have a lot of issues on Saturday and on other Saturdays over the next three months. I agree with that. I mean, there's no, there's no getting around it. You know, state has got to, state has got to have players step up. Now, here's something I had. I, I, I don't know if I hadn't thought about it or what, but you know, you look, you look at these guys, and Fred Peters obviously is in his second year, but Abram in his first year was good, but I, he wasn't the player he was as a senior. You know, Montez Sweat was good immediately for Mississippi State. Um, why is it that you know, and Montez Sweat and Jonathan Abram were not the most, the most highly recruited guys in the world. Why are, why are we not? Thinking, well, maybe State just hit on some JUCOs again, and Davis and Wheat and Kyle Cass and, and Fred Peters are going to be those kind of players again. Well, they may, they may be, yeah, but I, I just feel like I had a lot of confidence about Montez Sweat specifically going into 2017, and I don't have that same confidence about Jordan Davis. But Davis's recruiting profile is miles ahead of Montez Sweat's. Oh, when you. When you're counting on JUCO guys, you just don't know. I mean, recruiting profile, uh, I don't know. I mean, like Martinez Rankin, you know, yeah. ended up being a, you know, it's a different position, but comes in as one of, shoot, maybe he was the top JUCO O lineman. That's right, wasn't he? Wasn't he the top JUCO O lineman? Yeah, when he came so. in. Or at least and, offensive and then, tackle. And then you have to redshirt him because it's just not getting it early. I, you just don't know with JUCO what you're getting. I agree. Uh, but I do feel like Jordan Davis and company's going to be able to hold their own most of the time. They'd be able to hold their own in Tiger Stadium in week one. I don't know. That's a that's a thing, man. This is an awful tough challenge to start. You know, you'd like perfect world. You'd love for State to have gotten that New Mexico game or whatever right there at the beginning of the year to just kind of iron out some – air raid kinks and some defensive kinks and nope Furge London Craft congratulations guys you won starting roles now yeah. go stop the Tigers in their house um, I know it's only going to be a 25% full house but that's still a it's lot still, of pressure it's still a lot of pressure so this defense has a lot of work to do and they and this is not the best opponent to try to try it against but at the same time everything is so new I think they could catch LSU early now LSU will make adjustments but there's a possibility State could come out and have some success early in this game. It's just a question of capturing momentum, moving forward with it, and, and, and letting that last the whole game. We'll see if they're able to do that. All right, let's bring you our Playmakers now, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who this weekend, if you're not cooking out with Welcome Home Beef or cooking with Welcome Home Beef, well, I don't know what you're doing. You're certainly welcome to go try out the food truck. They'll be open all weekend long it's well for lunch and dinner. Or, like I said, you just pop inside and grab yourself a couple of steaks, some hamburger meat, 
Or if you want to do one of those, you know, fall recipes that we've been talking about, some, some, some roast oxtail, something you want to let sit in the pot and you sort of set it and forget it. Put it you want to put it on right when, when Ole Miss and Florida are kicking off and then halftime in Mississippi State, boom, it's done. Something's easy like that and you're talking about some melt-in-your-mouth beef products. Roasts, uh, brisket, short ribs, they've got it all out there at Welcome Home Beef. So call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. And know one thing's for sure, whatever you put on the stove, whatever you put on your family's plate with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Playmaker time, you know the rules. Offense, defense, and your X factor, who are you going to go with offensively? The answer is it will be most weeks. is actually KJ Costello, but that's too easy. I'm not going there. Um, I think Austin Williams. I'm going to go week one. We've heard a ton about him being Mr. Consistency. It feels like Mike Leach loves him. He's earned praise from other receivers. Um, I think Austin Williams is going to get a ton of targets. And so I'll, I'll go ahead and in week one, as this air raid is trying to get things figured out, um, maybe in week one they go with the guy that they, it kind of seems like to hear everybody else talk, has kind of picked it up as quick as anyone, and that's Austin Williams. So I, I will go with Austin Williams to have an extremely solid day down in Baton Rouge. That's a good pick. I might come back to that at, at another time. For me, I'm, I'm all on the same lines. It's got to be a receiver. <coughs> Excuse me. You got to have somebody step up out of that group. Stars matter. And one guy, his recruiting profile stands way above everybody else. I, I need Tyrell Shavers to show me what Alabama saw in him when they signed him in the same group that had Javante, had Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy and uh, Henry Rux. Those four guys were all signed together. Two are in the NFL, one will be next year, and then there's Tyrell Shavers. I need to see that from him. I need him to be a guy that State can target double-digit times, that he's going to catch seven or eight of those balls, that he's going to be over 100 yards, they're going to be able to find him in the end zone. You know, if, if he had not, now if this depth chart had looked different, I would be saying these same things about Osiris Mitchell. Whoever that big outside receiver is, is the key to this offense. State has guys that can, can play in the slot and, and run underneath and make some plays. They have those guys. What they've missed the past couple of years is a guy that you can just throw the ball down the field to and make, and he'll catch the ball. That's a key. They've missed since he left. God rest his soul. Darunya Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, that's who they, they have not had. Can Tyrell Shavers be a Darunya Wilson type? I think that he can. Defensively, for me, I, I got some faith in, in, in Martin Emerson. I think he's a good player. Now, he's got a matchup with, with Terrace Marshall. That's going to be a tough matchup, but I believe in him there. So the other side of the field is the key. And I guess that's Isaiah Furge. This defense is built around getting pressure on the quarterback. There's going to be times the cornerbacks are on an island. Furge has to be able to hold his own against good receivers all season long, but especially in this game. It would be huge for his confidence to play well early, sort of that, that scenario we were talking about. Can he be the one who makes a, a big pass breakup or gets an interception even? If you can get that, you got you got some building blocks there. Yeah. Uh, you know, And he just came out of a tough practice battle, so you worry sometimes that, is he thinking? Is he thinking, yeah, i got to make some plays early in this game, or, or they might bring Forbes in. And if he's thinking that, then you might, you know, make. that's how you make mistakes sometimes. I hope he's confident. I hope he's ready to play. And he's going to be the guy that sort of, he can balance out the field a little bit. You know, I think they'll try to, you know, I'm not saying they'll avoid Emerson. It's not like, you know, he's Jonathan Banks or Fred Smoot over there. 
but they are going to att- they are going to attack away from Emerson first because they know he's the best guy that State has. They they were they're going to attack Isaiah Furge early in this game. He's got to be able to answer. Defensively, who do you have? I like how I feel like you and I have taken two different mentalities into the the playmaker portion of the the program this year because yeah. you're kind of going with the guys that you think need to have a big day. Yeah, I'm kind of going with guys I think will have the biggest day. Okay. And uh, I think Austin Williams will have a, a good day offensively. I think Marcus Murphy is just going to be everywhere. I agree with and, that. And I could see him doing a bunch of different things to help this Mississippi State defense. And for Mississippi State's defense to have a good day, I think Marcus Murphy is going to have to have a big day. And so I, I will. I feel like he's going to have a good day. And if he does have a great day, um, State's defense is in good shape. I, I could see Marcus Murphy – getting picks i could see marcus murphy being great in coverage i think he could do a lot of different things so i'll go ahead and in game one give my defensive playmaker nod to marcus murphy let's look at our predictions then i'm sorry no no got our x factor here my x factor is austin williams not only do i expect him to be really good catching the football i think this is the year the, the hype finally lives up to the production but with him as the punt returner, that's going to give him some other opportunities to make plays. I'm interested to see why they put him back there. If he just fair catches it every time, so be it. But can Austin Williams break one play that gives MSU – it doesn't have to be a touchdown, but can he give MSU plus field position? Can he be a guy who consistently takes the ball from where it's punted and moves them 10 to 12 yards forward? If he can do that, there you go. I think Austin Williams could be the X factor in this game for Mississippi State. You throwing in special teams is interesting because it's one of the reasons I picked the guy that I'm about to pick for my X factor. Very good, Joquavius Marks. All right, true freshman that Mike Leach has said is going to play a lot. Um, we've heard a ton about him since he arrived on campus, and he's done nothing but earn praise. Explosive kid can can make plays. I mean, I'm interested to see not just what he can can do in special teams and returning kicks because I think he could be really good there, but. I mean, we talk about Kylan Hill a ton. Jaquavius Marks, he he could be, he could end up really being the air raid superstar of the next two or three years. You know, so this could be his start here. I, I think Jaquavius Marks is is set up to kind of be a, a sneaky good player for Mississippi State because there's so much attention on what can Kylan Hill do in the air raid. Well, lo and behold, here's this highly rated running back right behind Hill that has the athleticism to to be just as good, maybe even better, plus he's going to return kicks, hey, I think he could have a big day. All right. Prediction time. Before we go into a score, first play of the game is for Mississippi State. First offensive play. Didn't we say it was going to be a mesh route the other day? I, I, I'm down with that. Who, yeah. who catches the ball? Austin Williams. I'll go Austin Williams maker. across the middle on a little mesh. Is your, is your first play of the game. Okay, I can live with that. Let's do a couple of over-unders. If I had to go a second play, it would be like some kind of little maybe swing route to a, Kylan a, Hill a or something. Kylan Hill, yeah. <laughs> let's, do a couple of, let's do a couple of over-unders. 325 yards passing for Mississippi State. Gosh. Here's where it's just tough to get your gears grinding in your mind that that's even a possibility. Um, for State to win, I think he's going to have to hit that. Okay. Uh, I'll say he hits it. Okay. Uh, let's go rush. Let's go all. You're, you're not going to answer, huh? No, no. I'm, I'm just getting yours. Okay. I, th- I think it'll be over. Uh, all-purpose yards for Kylan Hill. One fifty. 
I'll say just under, barely. That would be okay, though, I think. Yeah, I yeah. do too. Yeah. For as long as he's yeah, 125 to 150. At the end of the day, it, this is how you picture Put this in your head. If I told you that Kylan Hill had 150 yards rushing, that's a great day, right? Yep. So if I just tell you he has 150 yards of offense. Same thing. You, you move the ball the same amount. Mike Leach, quote, and you may have said it too, yards are yards. Yards yards. I believe that in my heart of hearts that yards are yards. does not matter how you get them. People used to complain about Fisher. all they couldn't throw. Well, who cares when you're averaging eight yards a carry? Same thing here. Who cares if I'm averaging you know, 150 yards? It's, yards are yards. Uh, and then the score. You know, I think Mississippi State has a puncher's chance, maybe a little better than a puncher's chance to pull this upset. Okay. I mean, I, it would not just absolutely floor me at all if we're doing a victory Sunday or Saturday or whatever right. on Thunder and Lightning. But, I mean, you take all the uh, – you, you use all the objectivity you can. There's just – it's just really tough to call an upset here. Yeah. I mean, you got the defending national champs. I know they've lost a lot. I know it's not the exact same team. But the spots they're filling, they're filling it with guys that's got a ton of talent. And, you know, do they have questions? Yeah, but a lot of their questions are four and five stars. State's got questions, and some of those answers are not four and five stars. Yeah. So LSU is just the better team mm-hmm. in their house. I've got to pick LSU – I think it'll kind of be close early on, but by the I think I think LSU in the second half, kind of like you said, I think the depth thing with State, particularly defensively, kind of catches up. I'll I'll say in the end LSU pulls away and gets a uh, I'll, I'll even make it closer than nine ten to two thirty eight twenty four. Okay, I about said forty one twenty four, but I'll say thirty eight twenty four. We're sort of on the same page. I think it's going to be. I think maybe even going into the fourth quarter or maybe late in the third. It's a close game. But then LSU will get a couple of late scores to really put Mississippi State away. And it'll be one of those games where you're like, ah, it was closer than the score really makes you believe. But I think at the end of the day, State just doesn't have the depth to go four quarters with LSU just yet. Uh, my prediction is LSU 45, Mississippi State 28. Okay. Uh, a game that State State will, will, will hang around. They'll make some plays. It'll be exciting to watch. But they're just not there at this time to take on LSU. You know, This time next year, let's see. Coming back to Starkville. Got another year in the system. Everything we'll we'll talk about it then. But right now, LSU's just, just too much. They're just too much, too more, too much more talented than Mississippi State for week one. All right, you know what the next show we're going to do is. There's going to be things that are true. We'll find out what was causing all that. We'll find out who gets coffee. It's our traditional, hopefully Sunday, but possibly Monday show uh, on Thunder and Lightning, guys. Really, and I truly mean this. Have a great weekend. Enjoy SEC football. If you can get together with friends and family, do so. Do it safely, but definitely do it. And uh, we will talk to you again very, very soon. And I'd like to throw this out here, too. I I think as we record this show, it's basically exactly six months since the quarantine or whatever, since since things kind of got to the point where we were kind of locked down for a little while. Yeah. And over the last six months... I want to thank everyone, everybody for sticking with us here because we've tried, we've tried to hopefully most days entertain you, give you at least some sense of normalcy, and uh, we can't thank you guys enough for kind of sticking with us through some uh, trying podcasting times. Absolutely. And now yeah, here really we are. It. So really uh, let's all enjoy this. All right, guys. Talk to you again very, very soon. Hopefully sooner than you think. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.